This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda Podcast, Parshas Vayechi. I'm recording this from the uh, Koilo, the, the Bismedrish, um, or Harashbi and Meiron. Um, this is a room called the Idra, which they've set up to kind of look like an old-fashioned caver uh, with candles and dark and all that kind of, kind of atmospheric. Anyway, um, so the acoustics might be a little different here. Um, I wanted to delve a little bit into um, the whole concept of um, rather rather deep uh, discussion of what does it mean to avoid a lishma that we're serving Hashem for His sake as opposed to our own sake, and even without any intention of getting anything out of it, um, it's generally considered to be a very valuable thing, something that's, you know, worth a great deal more and something actually to strive for, um, that we serve Hashem without ourselves in mind. Um, the opposite of lishma is lo lishma. That means uh, usually uh, that we're doing, we're learning Torah, we're doing mitzvahs um, for some kind of ulterior motives, meaning we're getting uh, some kind of uh, honor for what's covered or paid for it or, you know, um, some some other external uh, motivation other than the mitzvah itself, doing it for Hashem's sake. Um, when we're doing it for Hashem alone, that's considered to be the, the roots of Hashem. We're doing it because Hashem wants it. Hashem let us know, let us know through the Torah that He wants us to, do, to live a certain way. And by living in that way, we are um, we're serving him, and whether we got whether we so hold get something out of it in this world or not, we believe that we will be rewarded in the next world or in the in the world to come <clears throat> after after Tzvi's amazing um, that we will be rewarded for it. But uh, even that type of reward is not so we believe, we believe that it will come eventually. That's also not really supposed to be our motivation. Supposed to just do it, you know. If, if whether Hashem would would um, reward us for it eventually or not, we're supposed to just want to do it because we love Hashem so much that we want to do what He wants us to do, um, and we do that willingly and with love and with simcha, with with, with joy, um, even if we can't understand it or you know what it, know what it's about or whatever. Um, Okay, so how does it fit in with this parsha? So we have the parsha of Aichi, We have the last years of uh, Yaakov Vini's life, and Yaakov Vini is um, remember that when he uh, first came to Mitzrayim, he uh, met Paroi, and uh, Paroi asked him how old he was, and he said, "I believe 130 years old," and he said that they were his years have been few and. Um, uh, painful, I mean, raim, whatever that, however you interpret that, uh, bad. I mean, the, like, the, we're not easy. 
Um, so it's, it comes, gives us kind of a, like a negative uh, feel for, you know, for his, his attitude at that point. Um, but the fact is that Chazal tell us that, that the last years of his life, when he was reunited with Yosef and living in, in, um, uh, in Mitzrayim, even though it was in exile, it was with all of the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the pleasures, one could say, the, the, uh, the Yerachvis, the, the uh, um, broad lifestyle of, you know, royal royalty. He was treated, treated as royalty because, after all, you know, uh, his son was the, uh, basically, the, 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 the uh, vice, viceroy. <laughs> the viceroy. I think he was the viceroy, right? The, 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 uh, the uh, next in line to the king, basically, in terms of his power in Egypt, which is probably the biggest empire in the world at that time. Um, so the point is that um, we're, we're told that those were good years, that he finally was able to kind of enjoy himself. Now, before the whole Maisel with Yosef, <clears throat> we're told that this, this uh, famous phrase, that the Siddiquim want to be able to sit uh, in, in uh, uh, relatively um, uh, serenity, you know, to sit, just to sit quietly. Um, and uh, even even Yakovini, he felt he'd you know, been through enough, so he was looking forward to spending his older years in relative security. And um, and actually, what happened was that um, he was uh, faced then with the whole challenge of what happened. He also indicating that he didn't, didn't have an easy time of it. Uh, the fact is that really, to get the perspective on this. There is, um, we do have to you know, keep in mind that he, the first 60 years of his life, he was learning in the, uh, in the yeshiva of Shein um, you know, both between his parents' house and then going to, uh, going to learn in the yeshiva. So he was not, those years uh, before he was uh, exiled to, uh, to Lovin's house, he was, uh, could be considered, you know, pretty good years. Um, of course, he wasn't married yet, he wasn't raising a family. So anyway, so he, um, it's, um, it's uh, not all one way, but the point is that we, we see a certain, uh, we're presented with all the difficulties that he had throughout his life until Mamashlo's final years. What's interesting is, is that um, in the end, when he left Eretz role, which obviously did bother him very much, um, but he knew probably, you know, maybe, I mean, from the Xera of the um, of uh, Brisbane Besodum that this was eventually going to happen, that there was going to be an exile, and they were, they were going to be enslaved in another land. So it was pretty inevitable that that was going to get fulfilled at some point. Stop, he recognized that that was it. Um, at the same time, as I said, that the, the conditions of, of that, uh, of his being in Israel were relatively good to the point where it led him to a level of simcha where he was able to give, you know, have the Ruach HaKodesh to, um, to uh, bless the uh, Shotim. Uh, this uh, is mainly about those blessings. And that was in uh, a foreign land. That was not in, in Eretzishol itself. So obviously he had, he had the, uh, the vision and the, uh, the peace of mind uh, which are necessary in order to, to have Ruach HaKodesh, um, that, that uh, heavenly, um, you know, the Shekhinah be able uh, upon him so that he'd be able to give those, those blessings which were very prophetic. 
Uh, in any case, this, this is the kind of the paradox here, that on the one hand, we're supposed to be prepared to serve Hashem with, uh, even through um, difficult times and, and try to be in some, some level of the Simcha, despite all the problems. On the other hand, we see that, that if one is not in the uh, 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 you know, a, a state of mind of tranquility and uh, security, that that affects one's ability to serve Hashem. And we're, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when you don't have peace of mind, if you're you know, under stress or whatever, you don't have the uh, ability to serve Hashem with your whole heart and with your, because you're, you're very, uh, your, your attention is divided you know, to other things that are, not, uh, that are not so good. So that's just the reality of the thing. Um, so the point is that, that are we considered to be on a higher level when we're doing things for the roots in Hashem through adversity than we are when we're doing it and enjoying it. Words, is, that, is that some kind of a, a, a problem? There's always the question asked, who's on a higher level? The person that's learning Torah even though he doesn't understand it, but just because it's a mitzvah, or because that's lishma, or the person who's learning Torah and he really enjoys it. So he's getting something out of it. He's, 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 he's experiencing some reward just in the act of learning itself because he enjoys it. And other, many other mitzvahs saying the same thing. There are that we do with mysterious nefesh, you know, with self-sacrifice because even though they're difficult for us, and there are other mitzvahs that we do and really enjoy it. So is the fact that we enjoy it something that takes away from its value, that makes it like less valuable than when we do it, when we don't enjoy it? And that's another question to... This whole thing about, you know, when are we on a higher level, when we're serving the Shem under duress and in, in, in times of trouble? Or are we uh, on a higher level when we're basimcha and we're doing it and enjoying it and having, you know, in, in better times, like you're not going to be at the end of this life? So I think, basically, um, we're, we're told that, you know, it's a consolation for a person who is not able to enjoy doing mitzvahs or not able to enjoy learning whatever, to realize that that he has that extra schlis, he has the merit of doing it with some serious nefesh, even though he doesn't enjoy it. But it doesn't take away from the value of somebody's learning, even if they are enjoying it, doing mitzvahs with, you know, with, with, with simcha because it's, it's pleasurable for them. Um, simply because the, the, if, it's really about the intention. We're told that, that if a person is, um, um, is doing mitzvah learning, so even though he realizes he's not on the level of lishma because he's getting something out of it, if he's doing it in order to achieve a level of Mishma, so eventually he'll come to a level of Mishma, which means that he'll be so aware of Hashem's presence and the, and the greatness of doing a mitzvah simply to fulfill Hashem's roots and his will, that that, that itself will be the primary motivation, as opposed to what he's getting out of it. So if he's doing it with the intention of coming eventually to that level, then it's considered even now that he is uh, that he's, he's also doing it for Hashem, because he's doing it in order to come to the level where, you know, through this act of learning now, he'll eventually come to the level where he's serving Hashem uh, with, the, with the true, you know, purity of intention, regardless of the fact that he's enjoying it, because the enjoyment of it is coming 
automatically. That's something he's not doing for the sake of in order to enjoy it. He's doing it, but getting, but in the, in the course of doing it, it's an enjoyable thing to do, so therefore he's getting, he's getting enjoyment from it. But that's not something that takes away from his doing it with the proper intention, if the intention is ultimately to come to that level of, of Lishma. Now, that we've known that there are many, there have been scholars throughout the generations, uh, particularly in the time of the Haskola, which was a time where there was, uh, you know, the, 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 but, uh, especially you know Western European Jewry, and uh, you know we're we're very into um, uh, the academics of of learning uh, about you know ju- Judaism as as a as a as a, uh, as a science kind of as a kind of a scientific thing, and, and getting into the whole academic business, and to the point where there were Talmudic Chachomim that people really did know how to learn. Um, but they were learning in universities and they were learning, you know, just to, to, to satisfy this secular academic uh, um, uh, market, so to speak. They were making money off of it by being professors or whatever, and they were getting uh, covered by, you know, being, being uh, accepted in these high academic echelons. Um, and they weren't religious at all. They were maybe, you know, because they were, they were against Hashem. They weren't interested in doing it for the mitzvah at all. And yet they were on very high levels of learning. And they were doing things that otherwise would have been a mitzvah. Because they weren't doing it, you know. But then they do it also. They're Bible critics and things that were, that were actually out to, uh, to destroy the authority of the Torah. So we see that that is ultimately possible, that there are, there are people that, that do these things because they enjoy the, the, the uh, intellectual exercise or the, you know, um, what, whatever, and, and what they're getting out of it, that that becomes the primary motivation as opposed to serving Hashem. If, on the other hand, a person is realizes that they're not on the level of, of doing something with Shema because they don't have, because they also are having pleasure from it, but on the other hand, they're doing it for the sake of the mitzvah, then as said, Mitoshalav Shema Bali Shema is considered to be as if they are even now doing it Shema because the ultimate goal is to come to that level, that that should be the primary motivation. Uh, so this is a, a, a very important um, thing to understand that even though in Oilam Haba the legend tells us that uh, that uh, as we get closer to you know Tzvi Mesa it's time in Tzvi Mesa we're already uh, when the, when the uh, Yitzhahora is already taken away from us that we're going to be in a state where we'll be able to see um, mitzvahs from a much higher perspective, uh, where they we really appreciate their their spiritual um, essence, and that will put us already in a total, totally different framework. Where where it's it's mamish on the level of schar. We say that the schar mitzvah mitzvah that will experience a mitzvah as such a pleasurable thing that that itself will be experienced as the, as the reward. So we're getting the reward at the same time as we're doing the mitzvah itself. So does that mean that then we're not going to get the the reward for doing it lishma? On the contrary, our, our, the pleasure it will be that we'll see Hashem so clearly in the mitzvah and, his, and the, the greatness of His roots, and that that'll be something that will be uh, even even a higher level and a higher level of, of dveikus. Really, you know, the, the goal is to be connected, totally connected to Hashem in the course of doing the mitzvah. So that's something that's going to bring us to an even higher level. Okay, so I hope that this uh, has, has uh, led to a little bit more appreciation of the um, this issue, which uh, people still you know it bothers people, and uh, we need to see it from the proper perspective in order to understand what's uh, what's really going on there, and um, and the dynamics of, of that question.